Our Bibles are open to the Gospel of Matthew, if you have a copy of the Scriptures, and we're in chapter 15. Matthew number 15 in God's Word. I want to call our attention also to a verse in the book of James, and that's chapter number 5. James chapter number 5, the Gospel of Matthew number 15, please. Joy to greet you on this beautiful Lord's Day morning. Special joy to sense what is so obvious in this room this morning. Wonderful sense of His presence. I said to the preacher when I walked up there beside of him, I said, if you would like, you just go ahead and take over this morning. Preachers that's in this room know that uh, you reluctantly come with a sermon after the Lord manifesting Himself and doing what He's doing in our midst. I rejoice with you. I never cease to marvel at what God's doing in this place. I was sitting there a moment ago just sort of thinking, I think it was in 89 the first time that I had the joy and privilege of uh, being in this pulpit and through the years, almost annually, the Lord has permitted us, you've invited us. It's been our joy and privilege to be able to come back. And each year there just seems to be, well, it's just sort of intensifying, growing. I said to one of the men to come in, I like what I see happening around here. In fact, I had, I had to park over on the interstate this morning and walk to <laughs> get in. Someone said, that'll teach you showing up five minutes before church. <laughs> But uh, it is a joy and such a such a privilege to open God's Word with you again. I'm coming this morning with a text, and I'm just going to spend a few minutes with it, but it's the type of text that I normally uh, save to an evening service in revival meetings. I do not question the Lord. I had a text that I had thought perhaps He would want me to share with you in this morning session, but... My time with him, even last night when I arrived at the motel and tried to spend some time about the meeting, I was, it was clear to me that he wanted me to come with this text this morning. The book of James, chapter number 5, I want us to just look at a verse and think about it. And that's in verse number 16. He says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I shared the platform with a well-known Bible student some time ago. He took his text from there. I have one of his books on my shelf on prayer. One of the sermons in his books based on this. He raised the question, how much? How much could you expect to receive from God through prayer? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now to understand the kind of prayer he's talking about, he immediately takes Elijah, brings him before us, talks about his praying. And he says this about Elijah's praying. He said he prayed earnestly. So we understand that in verse 16, the kind of prayer that he refers to is a fervent prayer, he's talking about earnest prayer. Matthew number 15, 
Verse number 21, our Lord has gone outside of the borders of His homeland. In my understanding, it's the only time He did in His ministry. He's in these coast towns. And He's there in the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And we're told, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto Him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But He answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, Great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I was in a Bible conference. that They had scheduled a meeting and advertised it as the conference on prayer. They'd asked me to speak on prayer, and I preached each service. I preached twice a day and spoke on prayer in those five services or five days. I spoke nine times on prayer. And then after the meeting, there was a couple, and I won't go in much detail other than just, uh, I want to introduce what I'm talking about this morning with a question that was put to me, and it was put to me in such a way that uh, as I thought about it this morning, pondering and looking at this scripture, I could almost sense what I sensed listening to this mother. She had... Uh, had some kind words and remarks concerning the meeting toward me. And uh, her and her husband was speaking to me after the service, and they said, Brother Hurt, God wanted us to uh, take this time to share with you and then to ask you a question, and I'm going to give the question just as she asked it. I think you'd agreed with me. Had you looked into her face and heard and sensed what I sensed, you would have agreed that it was coming from her heart. She said, uh, prior to that, we were young in the faith. As you can see, she said, we're not so young in years, but we've only been saved a little while. We know nothing hardly about the Scriptures. We know less about prayer. And she said, God wanted us, having been there in that prior prayer conference, she said, God wanted us to ask you this question, and I put it to you as she did me. She said, can you tell us how we can pray for the one we love? I looked at her as she said that, and there was tears as I've observed around this altar this morning. Obviously tears from a heart that's very sincere. A heart that really cares. Can you tell us how we can pray for the one we love? And then they proceeded to tell me that it's a daughter. The dad spoke up and said, a daughter in trouble. A daughter that really needs God. And he too broke with her. Well, as they were obviously <clears throat> reaching out, uh, seeking help from God through this unworthy preacher, I prayed. I did not pray audibly, but I prayed. And I said, Lord, your word tells us if we lack wisdom to ask. And I need some understanding. I need insight. I need to tell them what you want me to tell them. 
I have written across the top of the page here four powerful principles of prevailing prayer. Or how an unnamed woman, an unnamed mother, so pleaded with our Lord for her daughter, one she loved, and made such a difference. The little girl's not in the presence of the Lord. The little girl's at home. The mother's where Jesus is. And she, I repeat, she so appeals to him, she she so pleads with him. If I could put it this way, it appears the Lord was even amazed at her. And said to this unnamed mother, Great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as you will, as you wish. You can have what you want. Mark says when she got home, that little girl was... She found her laid on the bed, lying on the bed there, and she's whole. The devil's out. Demons are not torching anymore. Powers of darkness has set her free and had to leave as the Lord set her free from their bondage. And here, as she appeals to it, she says, my daughter, and Mark has us to understand, she says, my young daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Torture. And yet here is a mother... I repeat, in the presence of our Lord, and so talking to Him for one that she loves, that it's made such a such a marvelous difference. I gave them four principles. They held on to everything. They wrote them down. And you'd agree with me, had you observed what I was observing, this couple is so sincere. God hears what I'm telling you. Less than three months, it was in the month of October. And then before December is over, I got a note from them. And they underscored the bottom of the page in bold letters. Brother Hurt, prayer really works. They have come since then more than once, and that daughter has been with them. She's not a little girl. She's a, a young woman probably in her middle 30s, and she's been with them every time. Loves the Lord Jesus now. Lives for Jesus. But they said without being boastful, they said, Brother Hurt, we took those principles seriously. We didn't miss a day. We got along with God every day. We didn't tell anyone. We didn't even tell her. Incidentally, they told me that they'd been, he said, I think we've probably been doing too much preaching. She, she worked over in the university city of Bloomington. They live 40 miles back the other direction, west of where I live in Indianapolis. And, and so he said, uh, she's got so she don't want to come home on the weekend because of us, as she said, preaching all the time, said it's not doing any good. Can you tell us how to pray? And they said, we let up preaching and just started praying. She told me when her own, with her own words. She said, Brother Hurt, I, I started noticing a difference when I'd come home on the weekend. It wasn't nagging and put down and preaching. But said there was even a, a different attitude with mom and dad both. And I couldn't, I couldn't, she said, I couldn't, couldn't really relate to it. What's going on? And then said everything I began to look at became a sermon to me. Called her mom and dad and said, I think I'm just going to spend the weekend instead of going back Sunday morning as you go to church. I, I'm going to go to church with you if that's all right. And uh, she she had called them prior to that and told them she's going to church Sunday morning, but she couldn't wait till Sunday morning. She said, she said, the pastor, we called him. He came on Saturday evening and led me to faith in Christ Amen. and baptized her on Sunday. Uh, and they underscored it and said, Brother Hurt, Prayer really works. I was over in your neighborhood state of North Carolina not long ago. In fact, I was just there a few months back, weeks now. I got a note from my brother. He told me about it there, but I was there prior. I go in that area four, five, six times a year. 
And he heard me tell what I'm going to give you these four words and you'll have the message. And he came as businessman and said, Brother Hurt, God broke my heart. I got a boy lost and I hadn't, I hadn't even cared. Can you remember when the last time I had any tears of real brokenness for him? And God seemed to say to me, you're going to let him go to hell without even crying out to me for you. And he said, I'm going to try to follow those principles. And God hears me. That was in the month of May. I go to their church in October. And he was there and that boy came in with him. I say, boy, young man, he's a businessman in that community too. And uh, I, I got up to preach and I noticed him there. And noticed this young man beside of him. And I thought perhaps it's his son. And just as soon as the invitation started, he didn't even wait until the song got started. Good. Down here he came. And God saved him. I got a note from him and he said, Brother Hurt, since then his wife has got saved and they are really committed to Jesus. And he told me, he said, God, help me take those four principles. And from May to October, he said, I didn't miss a day. I asked God to break my heart for my boy. And he said, God saved him that first night, Brother Hurt. I just heard from him a few days ago. You say, Brother Hurt, what are the principles? Number one, she prayed earnestly. She prayed fervently, if you want to put that word down. James says that's the word. You say, where do you see it? Well, the Scripture says that this woman of Canaan, unnamed woman, Mark says she's Syrophoenician by nation. We understand, indeed, her background is pagan. She'd heard of Jesus. She knew something about Him. And when she comes to Him, verse 22 says, she cried unto Him. Mark gives us a little additional uh, insight there. Mark says she besought Him. The idea is if there's the beseeching going on, there's intensity, there's earnestness, there's sincerity. See, it mattered to this mother. It's not just words on her lips. It's not just empty words going through some little ritual and calling it prayer. What she's saying with her lips, the expression of her lips, is out of her heart. More literally, you students know this. I don't read in the Bible anything that's not there. I'm forbidden to do that. I'm not interested in doing that. But more literally, it says she cried out unto him. Out of her heart. Here's a mother that means business. Here's a mother. It matters about that little girl being tortured by the devil. And this mother, because of her love, it's brought her to Jesus. We're going to learn in a moment her faith kept her there until the answer came to her. But she prayed earnestly. Does it matter to us this morning? I wonder how long it's been since we wept over somebody we love. Had a broken heart because of their lostness. Not only did she cry out to him and she did it, she, she did it earnestly. She did it fervently, if you please. But she not only prays that way, she prays persistently. See, she had to overcome some barriers. She's, she had to overcome the racial barrier. She's not Jewish. She had to overcome the gender barrier. It's a man's world, and that's a group of men. She's a lady, but she overcame that barrier. She overcame his silence at first. He didn't say a word to her. And yet she didn't quit. What do you do when you cry to him and it appears he's not listening? What do you do when you pray and, and it doesn't seem to make any difference? Some of us are tempted to quit and that's why the answer don't come. Men ought always to pray and not to faint, not to lose heart, not to give up. Jesus told another story of, of prayer about importunity, persistence, shameless persistence. Here's a woman 
Even these disciples, I, I don't know all that's going on, but it appears they don't care much here. They seem to be insensitive, but she's over, able to overcome that barrier of insensitivity. She, they said, send her away. These disciples, uh, you'd have thought they'd have said, Lord, here's a broken-hearted mother. Here's a mother with a little girl in trouble, and you could do something about it. No, no, they, they're embarrassed. They said, she's crying after us. She's making a scene, Lord. Send her away. It appears when he does speak that it's a put down. And yet she still doesn't quit. She prayed earnestly. She prayed persistently. And then she prayed humbly. Oh, she takes the lowest place. Still not offended. Jesus, when he does respond, he, he, he says, it's not neat, it's not right, it's not the th thing you do to take children's bread, cast it to dogs. Now, the word he used for dogs is not the scavenger alley dog, it's a, it's a, it's a word for a little pup. And she picks up on that. This woman's very perceptive. She's got a keen mind. She picks up quickly. And she said, truth, Lord, I agree with that. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She said, I won't ask for your children's bread, but i got a little girl in trouble, and we'll settle for a crumb. I've noticed them little puppies, that word you use, I've noticed puppies pick up crumbs that's dropped from the table. We'll take the lowest place. And still, I need some help. Would you this morning come to Him out of a sense of being aware of who we are that we don't deserve? See, humility always sees the other person more deserving than oneself. And she said, all right, I won't ask for the children's bread. I, I need, we need help though. And we'll take the crumbs, Lord. And that, if I put it like this, it amazed our Lord. Then, notice it's when he said, right after that, he says, then Jesus answered, Oh woman, he says, great is thy faith. Would you this morning ask him to help you to pray earnestly? See, earnest praying, that's not the loudness of your prayer, and it's not the length of your prayer. It's not the language you use in expressing your prayer. Uh, earnest praying is heart. Earnest praying is passion. Earnest praying is meaning what I'm saying with my words. It's my heart being in it. Pharisees would make a long prayer in pretense, and they were pretending. They wasn't praying. They're actors, if you please. And Jesus said, that's not real prayer. They got what they was after. They wanted somebody to see them and hear them. And Jesus said, keep, for you to keep making the mistake, you go in secret. Do most of your praying. Shut up somewhere in secret. Your Father who is in secret, He'll reward you openly. Pray earnestly. Oh, ask God to help us keep our heart in it, not just getting a little routine of reading off some kind of list we call a prayer list and our heart way off yonder somewhere. No, no, that's not prayer. That doesn't reach God. Do what we're saying with our lips. Make sure that my lips is expressing the reality of my heart. And then pray not only earnestly. Pray persistently and humbly. But then pr pray believingly. The one quality that he points out. He said, great is thy faith. She believed that it would make a difference. I close where I started, that couple. Well, that young lady came and they came to where I was preaching in the Terre Haute, Indiana area, about 70 miles west of where I live. And uh, this has been, as I think about it, it's been five years back now, coming up on the sixth year this fall. When that took place, that couple 
hear me in that Bible conference. And they were in Terre Haute just uh, months back now to a church. They drove 50 miles from where they live to be there when they'd heard that I was there preaching and they was there one night. And after service, they waited around and we talked. And I say this sincerely, I marvel at how that person has grown in grace. The burden, how that person is committed in the church. You know what she's, you know the ministry she's really committed to? Intercessory prayer. And God's using that person to touch so many lives. Oh, going out and making contact, yeah, that goes with it. But not going until that she's met God. And she said, when God really burdens me for someone, I know He's going to let me reach them then. <laughs> oh, and I, I marvel at that. How can I pray for that one I love? God bless you. Let's bow for a moment of quietness. I'm going to ask you to stand with me with our heads bowed. The pastor, I'm going to ask him. If he'll just come now with our heads bowed. and Brother Ken, you just take the service. God bless you, sir.